Numb Bills Fan Podcast. It's your boy Dave. It's your boy Deacon. It's January 26th. We had some championship games this weekend. Yeah, shit got real. Yeah, yeah. Real real, real disappointing one game, and another game was, uh, what? Unexpected, I would say. Yeah. I was I was shocked at that AFC game. What, let's what talk were, about that. What were, what were you thinking? Let's roll there because I feel like what what we had happen this weekend. Sorry for the squeaky chairs. Is uh, anybody with half the brain now? Numb Bills fan <laughs> that disqualifies us. Numb Bills fan on Twitter is me. I'm David Palermo. I'm your host. And then I don't want to say co-host or host B, but the other host one one or one A. Is Adam Deacon? You can find him, Numb Bills Adam D on Twitter. But I said on Twitter myself, there is no way. I said something along the lines of, I should look up to quote myself correctly. The Patriots are going to kick the living shit out of the Denver Broncos. That's what I thought before. I can't think of many Bills fans that would want to see that, but that was my initial thought too. There's, there's no way. I mean, Peyton Manning. I, I've, I've also said I don't think he looks as bad as everybody else is. I'm trying to look at him objectively, but you know, this guy's arm. You, you didn't know he had one. You thought maybe he lost it in Nam or something, and you would think, okay, yeah, this guy's playing armless here. Yeah, but did, did that surprise you that he played as well as he did? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure we'll hit that. But like before though. I didn't know what to think because Peyton Manning was throwing some okay passes in the game prior to this championship game, and it wasn't as bad as I as everybody's making it out to be. But you got to forget that it's Peyton Manning. You know, you know what I mean? We're forgetting it's Peyton Manning. It's not like we're we're looking at some average guy. You know, it, it, it's Peyton Manning. He's coming down from the top. And since his next surgery, he I would say he hasn't been right. But at the same time, he came out firing. His first game back after the next surgery, he had five touchdowns. He's, you know, again, this I, I hate throwing this word around because it's overused and, and oftentimes overrated, but he is a great leader on the field. He's, he's getting he, – He's composed at a level that most guys never reach in their career. He, he holds it together. In the worst of times. I always wonder with the NFL. <coughs> excuse me. I always wonder with the NFL, you know, it seems like it's really just opportunity. And, yeah, that's common sense, common sense. When we when we get into the draft in a little bit, I, we've purposely been holding off from even thinking draft on these podcasts because we're going to hit a dead period where we're bored out of our mind. You know it, too. So enjoy the playoffs. Enjoy the little news we have on the Bills. But when I think about players, especially when the roster of the Bills was depleted um, right when Buddy Nix came in, you know, you're looking at these guys. They've kicked around three, four years. They never really latched on. And 
And you always wonder, can these guys get smarter? Because they are, and, and make up for their, their, their lack of physical prowess or, or their measurables, per se. And with Peyton Manning, you have a case of a guy who's done it all. He's made every throw hundreds of times in his career. He is a, a, a Hall of Famer, and I hate to say Hall of Famer anything, but that's a guarantee Hall of Famer. I don't like when guys say, oh, Aaron Rodgers is a Hall of Famer. Let him finish his career. I understand that four years ago. Let him finish his career. Don't say Andrew Luck is a surefire Hall of Famer. Let him finish up. So what we have now is it's not like Peyton Manning's arm went to dog shit, or his mind, I should say, went to dog shit. It's still sharp as ever. Yeah, no, he's still one of the wisest men on that field. Any time he's out there, he's going to be one of the most experienced you know, like I said, collected, calm. Living legend, yeah. okay? Living legend. And and people say, you know, Elway was old and he didn't look nearly as bad as Manning does. And I'm not saying Manning looks great. But I feel that the mind is, the, is undervalued. He's almost like, to me, a poor man's Ryan Fitzpatrick. If that could even happen. Don't even look at me like that. His head just popped up at me so hard. A poor man's Ryan Fitzpatrick. Think about it. Really smart, but can't make all the throws anymore. That said, his arm looked pretty damn good to me that game. It wasn't awful. There was one they zoomed in. They thought it got tipped, and it was a wounded duck. Or they might have actually been the game before. One of them, they zoomed in the last couple of games, and they're like, oh, the ball looked tip, and it was like, I think he grabbed the ball and threw it sideways. Hey, shit happens. You know what You know what surprised me more than Peyton Manning's arm? Owen Daniels coming in with two touchdowns. Didn't see that coming. Yeah, man, from one guy in a walker to another guy in a cane, you know, just, okay, old dependable, that cagey vet. You live for these moments. Riding out in sunset to the Super Bowl. Which so, you know, you know what though? What'd you think, bud? This guy on Twitter was trolling me during the game. What's trolling on Twitter? Well, explain uh, to people Kostowski, what trolling is. So what what does that mean? I don't know what it is. Man, this this guy starts busting my balls after Gostowski misses that extra point. He tweets at me. He says, "Cut him." Oh yeah. Yeah. Did you see? Did you happen to to see that on Twitter, Dave? You 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 catch that or you miss that? I don't know, man. But I mean, Goskowski was one of the rare few to to miss a field an extra he, point, and I'm getting my coincidentally, I'm getting my balls busted by one of my besties who may or may not be to the right of me also talking about this kicker situation, thinking that these the way he makes it sound to me is that these kickers are just immune to that extra point thing. And it was good to see him miss because we also saw Goskowski miss against the Bills on a field goal. So that's almost double good. It was like it was like he set up with the jab and he hit right, him with the right cross and just you, boom. You can't come at me with some cut him after the guy didn't miss an extra me? point all year. Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're the guy on Twitter. By the way, spoiler alert, it was Dave. Um, so you get stuck so, to the So he, he, comes, he comes over here, 
telling me, oh, we should cut him, because I had, I had some opinions about Dan Carpenter missing some extra points. He's comparing a guy tied for first on, on point after percentage, did not miss a single time during the regular season. He's comparing him to Dan Carpenter, who came in 31st, only behind the rookie kid from Jacksonville. Oh, Cut shit. him. I got trolled. So, you know you win the argument. You know you're winning. My friend, my friends tell me this because I'm the guy in the text message thread and, and whatever group that it's always causing fires. Oh, come on. How are you going to do that, man? Like, really? Can't show up? Well, you can't show up to breakfast? He's the what, group what, what text do you got, guy. What do you got better to do? What do you got better to do? And then eventually I just get ignored probably. They he, go to do not disturb. And then I'll start sending you guitar riffs. Yeah, he's he is the group text guy in the circle of friends. Gotta love that. Yeah, so I was told a little secret from these people that once I send them a novel, I've lost. So here's Adam over here. He sends me a novel of a text. Oh, don't even. And I'm like just fist pumping with myself in my bed playing Madden while watching the all game. All right, all right. I, I know you struggle to get through a, a full, complete two sentences. I don't think that really – it was a short story. Novel, that's pushing it. I mean, yeah, you know, I, I conveyed my thoughts thoroughly, but – You know what I think we should do? New topic? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. We should just, Fight to the death? We should take everybody's quarterback theory that, that, you know, we should have like 12 quarterbacks on a roster and just let them duke it out. We should do that with kickers. Screw the extra linebackers. We don't need linebackers. We're linebackers. Just bring in some kickers. Let's just have a kickoff. I just want to hey, get down to one. No offense to Jordan they, Gay. No well, offense to Dan Carpenter. I just want one guy doing the job like the rest of the damn league. Don't even get me going on that. Uh, we've we've beat it right. to death. It, it, check the archives. Anyways, it's in there. Somewhere. Tom Brady got his head caved in. He got knocked down twenty times, and you know what happened the next day? The offensive line coach got fired. Really? Yeah, they fired. I did not know that. <laughs> oh yeah, dude, that's hot news. Dude, do you remember the? I think it was the Bills game. Tom Brady was getting heated. And had uh, one of the guys sit out, right? Didn't he? Didn't he like take one of his offensive linemen and send him to the one of the games we watched? I wonder if it was a Bills game. He took his offensive lineman and he just did not come out. And the announcers were like, "Yeah, um, uh, yeah, looks like that guy's on the bench over there." And they <laughs> panned the camera to him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that, but uh... Von Miller said he needed one second. That's all he needed was one second. And I got to say, that kid put his money where his mouth is. And, um, Two and he, a half sacks, he, an interception. He dominated. What was that anonymous quote you were telling me about? Oh, yeah. The, uh, an anonymous player on the Broncos defense has said after the game, in the post game, that they were uh, trying to get to Brady even after the whistle. He said, yeah, I tried to lay on him. Tried to put my balls in his face. I liked that quote. That's on my level. That's teabag that little prick. <laughs> wow, he's not little. He's six four, and All he's right. the greatest me, quarterback to ever live. Let me in the explain NFL. something to you, Dave. In my mind, 
And uh, this is what most people re- refer to as delusions. In my mind, he's actually smaller than me, and I could easily slap the shit out of him. Reality is a, a harsh, cold place that I don't want to be right now. <laughs> In my head, Tom Brady's like five foot three, and like basically a girl. Actually, realistically, our Tom Brady is uh, about three foot eight inches, and there's a blow up doll next to us on a chair. We might periscope this. Actually, fuck it. Screw it. Let's periscope. And, um, yeah, Tom Brady's He's a... He's got a boner, and it's pointing right at me. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. He's got a nice mouth, but for some reason, he has these devil ears. Devil... They're horns. Okay, whatever. Horns. Um, but, yeah, you, if you check our YouTube channel, you'll see his appearance in our uh, little New England game. Uh, so just look for Numb Bills Fan on YouTube if you are at all interested it's great we lined up the blow-up dial we hit him with the truck it was a real good time um dave may or may not have violated the dial there's a scene that might kind of was that even me that was rome guy Uh, yes you're right you guys you guys look slightly similar but i mean i can tell the difference usually I haven't seen him in a while. How's he doing? Robe guy? Robe guy. He's alright. He's, He's right? chilling. Alright. Went through some review. All Sorry right, about so we're that. Getting I was off, on we're mic. getting off track here. Um, needless to say, check our YouTube channel if you want to see the blow up dial get run over. Check out Periscope in a second here. Um, they can't. We're not live. You can't hear us, but we're gonna we're gonna put up the Periscope with the, with the Brady dial. We're in the studio. It's it's cool. Check it out. It'll be on our Twitter. Yeah, our studio is pretty like legit. It is a construction site. <laughs> it really is. Regardless, we got Tom Brady here, and he is pretty, uh, you know, just pretty short. Tom Brady got wrecked, and, and and honestly, Tom Brady could not settle in like whatsoever. And when you think about it, see, there's our Tom Brady. Boom, boom. This is bad radio. No, it's not Jim Kelly in the number 12 if you're looking. I don't know what he's doing there. But Tom, Tom Brady is grease. Tom Brady, when he's not on his spot, it, it almost seemed like, you know, the color commentators, they're, they're mentioning, if I even say the right guys, Phil, whoever the hell is calling Phil the Sims game. Phil Sims and Jim Nance. All right, there you go, bud. They were saying, you know, Brady just can't get he, – he just can't get on his spot. And he's seeing coverages that he hasn't seen. And that's why I was so confused. And I almost wonder if – you think Rex Ryan maybe slipped them a little bit of notes? Who knows? Because I don't think Brady's been knocked around that much since the Bills. I, I, I would be surprised if Rex Ryan helped them prepare for that game, but – it would be, it it would be fun if he did. Who knows? Who knows? I mean, does he know Gary Kubiak? Sure, he does. Uh, dude, it's such a small circle. It really is. This is great. Yeah. It's such a small circle. It's such a small circle. I don't even know where. You know, like like who doesn't know each other at this point? Because it's the same names when people get fired and hired. 
Mike Shanahan is still getting interviewed. You know, Doug Marone is a new one that keeps popping up. As high. Doug Marone is essentially drink, drink, drink. Um, is essentially the bait. He's the guy that you need a guy to go against to, to barter. He's the chip. Okay, that's officially what Doug Marone is. How's our periscope looking? Not good. Know. Who cares? Um, regardless, Tom Brady when he is not on his spot, he's in a lot of trouble. He threw an interception to Von Miller. His pass is looked off. And, and, and if you're watching the games and you don't notice the guys' names on the jerseys, I don't think Tom Brady was too good. No, he was. And, and I don't think I don't think Peyton Manning was as bad as the narrative was supposed to be. I did not think that that Denver had a prayer. But I forgot about their defense. Yeah, the number one defense. Yeah. And how do you forget that? But why are they number one? Even though Peyton Manning's stats aren't there, you had to get off the field at some point. Oh, absolutely. Right? You got to rest a little bit. So it's just an interesting, ugly thing. Because if you think about this, when Tom Brady was winning Super Bowls at first, he was he had a great defense behind him. And he was more of a game manager. Next thing you know, you got Peyton how many years did it take Peyton Manning to win the Super Bowl? And he had offensive pieces around him all the time, but he didn't always have a defense. And that was like the knock on Bill Polian was he didn't feel the defense for that team. Now, it could be off my rocker. This could be in the I don't know shit. If you're screaming, please tweet me and correct me. Numb Bills fan or Numb Bills fan Adam D for Adam. But think about that for a sec. Peyton Manning is in the Super Bowl as a game manager. Tom Brady started as a game manager. Right. Right. And I don't know. That just wasn't that wasn't your typical day of Tom Brady by any means. Right. He completed... You know, less than half his passes, 48%. He threw the ball 56 times. And, you know, truthfully, I told you this earlier, I lost a dollar on this game because I expected typical Tom Brady. Typical, clutch, in the moment, big game Tom Brady. Patriots had the ball back. And it was their final possession. And I, I was with my dad watching the game. And I said, Pops, I'll bet you a buck he gets this done. And we go into overtime. And he found that end zone. And I was like, oh, here it comes. Ready for my dollar. Gets picked off on the two-point conversion. What? I mean, I'm happy as, I'm happy as hell. Because... I do not like the Patriots. I am a Bills fan. Till I die. I want nothing but bad things, losses, n- no no Super Bowls. Just just stop stop the Patriots. I don't care who does it. Money's tight, man. That's it. Money's tight. You need that dollar and you got to get that dollar. And you, I thought that game was You did gonna, not bet with your heart. I You did not bet with your heart. No, I did bet with my heart. My gut instinct was was Tom yeah, Brady. Yeah, but your heart is you hate the Bills or you hate the Patriots. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Love the Bills. This is you know true. This is so. true. But I expected typical Tom Brady, and typical Tom Brady would have completed that pass, would have, would have pushed that game into overtime, 
would have figured it out. I couldn't believe it didn't happen. Okay, let's put it this way: the, how many how many times the have we Denver seen Broncos it not happen? dissected Tom Brady? They got inside his head. They got him. Phil Simms was saying they're throwing different coverages in him that he's never seen. A lot of cover one and. and for that I just guy, want to know how how there's coverages Tom Brady hasn't seen. I, I want to know why I was w- scratching my head at that comment. I want to know why Wade Phillips sat out a year. Why why this guy was not hired? Actually, didn't he sit out two years? I believe so. Without uh, like uh, without Wade, checking with Wikipedia, I believe so. I think he was Wade out Phillips two years. is the man, and he was open. He put on his Twitter, "I would return to coaching to a team I've already coached, aka stinking the Bills." When when I read that. And it, when when uh, drink Doug Marone came in, um, if you don't know the Doug Marone drinking game, drink again. Anytime his name is mentioned, you drink. There was word about Wade Phillips. Hey, should they contact Wade Phillips? Yeah, they should contact Wade Phillips. Oh, because you can't, quote, unquote, be a good head coach, which I frankly think this could be nuts. I think that's a media creation. No, he's not a good coach. He's not a good head coach. He's a good coordinator and a good head coach. I don't know if that's real or not. Every situation is different. What pieces do you have to work with? What leverage do you have? Because there's some organizations where actually most of them used to be this way. You don't have a word on what players you get. They might not like you. See Rex Ryan at the end of the Jets. They might not like you. They might not. And then the year you leave, you get two corners back and another quarterback and wide two wide receivers and ship the sound. The Jets did not have wide receivers ever, except for San Antonio Holmes with the Jets. So it's just kind of funny to give you a, a metaphor of how sometimes that can work. They got some receivers now. Oof. Yeah, pretty scary. Yeah, I mean, I'm you know, I wasn't sure we were going to pull that second, second match off. Match off, match up off against the Jets. Jeez, say that ten times fast. But no, I thought, I thought they might have had us that second time around. They look good out there, man. They're gonna, they they keep that offense together. They're gonna be a team, you know, to be reckoned with. You you know what you know what was weird about that Patriots uh, at Denver was the amount of mistakes that the Patriots made. Oh yeah, it felt like a, it felt like watching a almost frankly a Bills team as far as penalties, and it, it's very rare that you don't see Tom Brady and them get the calls. It's you know, and they're very emotional, and a lot of people think, you know, Patriots fans that they, you know, anybody else who had deflated balls, they they wouldn't be they wouldn't be bothered, but they have a history of cheating, and you know, Bill Burr brought up on his podcast the the comedian Bill Burr. And he goes, he's a Patriots fan. He goes, if the if the Denver Broncos tablets went out in Foxborough, of course, what would you think? And on a side note, how funny is it when 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 Microsoft was the official like tablet or whatever the hell? I was like, there is no way. This is uh, last year or two years ago? I think last year was the first year. Yeah. I was like, there is no way that they're really using Microsoft tablets. No. That shit's going to crash. No way. No way. And it took me years to get off Microsoft. There's only so much porn your computer can take on a PC, frankly. And if you're shaking your head right now, don't. 
right, you know though. it's true, okay? He's right. Somehow though. that computer slows down. It's taken my Mac like three and a half. If you're on Periscope, you can see. Oh, no, you can't because our, our camera angle is horrible because my life sucks. Anyways, just kidding. It's amazing that they don't have iPads inside of like little shells <laughs> that are Microsoft tablets. Like, you know, that's kind of what I thought they were doing because the players refer to them as iPads. I never refer yeah, no. to them as iPads. So Here, I really wonder if there's like an in-game tablet, and which is Microsoft, and then there's a practice tablet, which is Apple. We got the uh, we got the the real deal iPad here. No, no Surface, no Surface Pro. Oh, we have hey, let there be light. Let there be light. Hey. Oh, cool. All right. So I, I just thought it was amazing that those tablets went out, and it is kind of cute. Oh, if that was a Patriots, every the the news would have been on it. And frankly, as far as deflated balls go. I think inflating them made Tom Brady better. So, as much as I'd like to be mad about it. And by the way, did they still forfeit their first round pick? Uh, They didn't forfeit it. It was taken from them. They do not have a first round pick going into this draft. I wonder if something gets worked out. You'd hope not. I mean, I hope not too. But, I mean, <laughs> okay, Bills fan aside, I know we shouldn't have sympathy for the Patriots. That's a raw deal. Don't do it. Don't do it, Dave. That could be a raw deal. All right, regardless. But, yeah, it, it what was you, nice. Any, any other thoughts on that game from your own? Anything, anything else shocking? The, the Patriots couldn't get the run game going whatsoever. And I didn't even know Steven Jackson was playing. I'm not going to even I was lie. psyched for Steven Jackson getting a touchdown. I like those old vets, man. I like those guys. What, did they just fall off, or is it opportunity? That's what I want to know. And as a Bills fan, frankly – Carlos Williams probably did better with his opportunities than Fred Jackson would have. Let's call it how it is. That's you better get there. And Fred would say that. Right. So my question is how long before the Patriots sign Ray Rice? How old does he have to be before they sign him? Well, the book on Ray Rice is he's been he was declining anyways. And I don't know where to think about that. I, I I think we'll get into that in a later. We have a later segment. We'll, we'll get there. We'll um, get there. That's all I got for that game for now. I just thought it was a shocker seeing Denver manhandle the Patriots. They were in yeah. control the entire time. That defense was no joke. And I'm happy for Peyton Manning. Well, that, that said, Arizona, Carolina. Hey, I didn't watch that one. I'm not even going to front. I was too tired. I watched it, and I thought that if I was going to – what I did is I have a big screen TV in my bedroom. Okay, I can't say I didn't watch it. I did watch the first quarter, and I was just like, all right, that's it. (laughs) After the first quarter, I just said, Carolina's got this. Now, I know the Seahawks game the week before. It was very, very different in the second half than it was in the first half. Kind of said the same thing. I watched the end of that one. That – that was a way better game than this. It was awful. That game. Okay, here's what I do. I have a big screen TV in my bedroom because I'm obnoxious. And I even mounted it like it's a fucking bar. Oh, excuse my French. Like it's a bar. So I mount the big screen TV. And then I had this little 32-inch Samsung that I thought would get the job done for a bedroom TV. Well, guess what? I cannot see the football or the damn hockey puck on 
the NHL or Madden, and I'm not dealing with that. Therefore, <laughs> what I did instead is I just mounted a 60-inch, and now my girlfriend has a TV, which is a Samsung, which is a 32-inch, so I'll put the game on there, and then I'll play Madden because when you're watching the football games, the plays last seven seconds, and you still hear the analysis. I don't need to see the commercials. I see them, so I put it underneath it, all in one viewpoint. So you're just like you're at a bar. You do your little Madden thing. Why well, did that for the Denver Patriots game, thinking that the Patriots were going to crush Denver, right? No way you're stopping Tom Brady. But really, I should have did that for the second game because I watched Carolina and Arizona like glued to it, and I was I was really getting bored. Man, I really thought Arizona was gonna show me. I I expected the I expected the Panthers to win. I picked the Panthers on this one, but I expected Arizona to show show me a little bit more. I feel Carson Palmer fifteen points, forty nine points allowed. Jeez. I, I I really feel that Carson Palmer was super disappointing that game. Even more disappointing than he was the game before, obviously. He he played that game like it was a video game. That's what I'm talking about, man. He played it like it was a video game. I Still I, had a better day than Brady. Yeah. They had the ball probably for a long time. With the amount of points they put up. Oh, yeah. The the way I look at it is this is they got an interception, first throw, Carson Palmer throws another pick. And I'm thinking in my head, dude, you can't get out of here without points. I know you need a touchdown. I appreciate the pedal to the metal, and if it would have worked, oh man, Bruce Arians, well huh, no joke there. And I don't want to be a conservative guy. You you really but I feel like he knew where he wanted to go with the ball before the ball was even snapped. And you could say maybe he read something in the coverage. Dude, he lost safety slash linebacker dude hanging right in the middle. And I don't know if he blended in with the end zone or what the deal was, but Carson Palmer should not have made that throw. And I thought it was hilarious because every time something big happened in that game, it was like the Carolina Panthers had like a little, at least a, a minimum of two guys. You had one guy who made the play – and then there's always a dude in dreadlocks because I don't know the roster too well. I think it's a linebacker. A dude in dreadlocks is like the hype man. And then I felt so good for the hype man when the hype man got a pick at the end of it. And everybody's all happy. Cam Newton is dancing every second he has. And I'll admit, I kind of wanted to punch Cam Newton in the face. He was cheering so much. I'm like, you know, I don't know, dude. Like, I, I really like him. And, and I'm not saying there's exactly over exactly the dude I want on my sideline. He like, is, he is. But I dude, love Tyrod, but like, oh my God, Cam Newton's energy, it's got to be such a boost to all those dudes. It, like, he, his, he's a morale boost. He, it's infectious. It but, is. And I, I love it. You know, a lot of people are criticizing it, saying it's not. He should be classier. He should be more professional. Man. He is doing something he loves, making a shitload of money, and having a blast. I'm jealous. I don't want to. I don't want to backpedal, but to give you a little backstory, I like the underdog story. And the kid got in trouble with the laptops. I guess plural. Yeah, we plural. We, we've we, talked we, about we, this we, for our, for our regular listeners. You know, we've talked about this recently. 
last couple of weeks. He he left up. Florida and he was on the squad with Tim Tebow with the Gators and, and he left. He went to because you can't just transfer; you have to sit out a year of Division One. He went to a junior college and won a championship with him immediately. Auburn picked him up. This whole laptop thing. He went on Jim Rome he had a great interview. Then his whole laptop thing came out, and Jim Rome spread his butt cheeks and just pooped on him everywhere. And just just ripped not, him up. Not Jim Rome. He would never do that to a guy. Oh, no. Wait. Oh wait. Chris Everett. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If if you're feeling bored, go to YouTube. Type in Chris Everett. You could just tell he Jim was Rome, I, I, Jim Everett. Yeah, yeah. Type in Jim Everett, Jim Rome. It's the best clip on the internet. He, man, don't even get me going. But so you know, Jim Rome crushed him. But I was kind of like, screw this, man. Like, the redemption. Everybody makes mistakes. We all do stupid things. You know, there's way worse crimes than that. That's pretty messed up. But, you know, whatever. Who knows? I don't know. You know, we've all done some sketchy things. All right? Before we judge, especially these people in the in the, in the in the big media that are just, if they didn't do anything sketchy in their life, they probably weren't living. Let's be real. Not saying you have to, but don't tell me you never stole anything in your life. Get out of here. When your little brother wasn't looking around like you didn't swipe a French fry or untie their shoes or do something stupid to them. Regardless, Cam Newton would have been to the Bills if Andrew Luck came out his junior year. And Peyton Manning, ironically, advised him to stay in college. And then you had the whole Peyton Manning story. But if, if Andrew Luck would have came out that year, he would have been the consensus number one pick. He was, worst case scenario, we would have got Andrew Luck. So we would have had Andrew Luck or Cam Newton. And Cam Newton has built himself into that guy. And he's so big, he can actually run the ball, run the ball and take the hits, which is amazing. Yeah. That's, that's everything we wanted EJ Manuel to be. It really is, and and that's what they... I think that was the comparison, and I think that that hurt EJ's chances, honestly. Now, I had a source within a source within a source within the Bills organization that told me that when Cam Newton came in the room and they had Chang Gailey, Buddy Nix, everybody interviewing him, when he came in the room, they were just drooling over him. Just He has everything. And what's nice to see... Yeah, so I'm ripping on, I'm cheering, whatever. It's not in a totally negative way. I just wish it wasn't every single play. Just just hold on just a, just a minute. Could he do every other? Maybe two out of three? Maybe five out of six? Because you're going to drive guys just to knock your head off your shoulders. And if that could happen to the Bills with the Redskins offensive lineman getting pissed over the Bills defensive line coach at the time talking a bunch of smack, it, it, you know, you don't need that. And... and and I'm happy for Cam because he is elite. This is what we've been – this is the ultimate quarterback. Think about this. A guy who can legitimately run, legitimately throw, legitimately read defenses. That kid is – throws a ball and a rope. He's the total package. He really and he is. has made something out of Ted Ginn? Hey. Right? I mean, Ted Ginn's been in the league forever, it feels like. And there's just this chemistry there, and you're seeing Tekken's, he's always been super athletic, but something, there was always a disconnect. I don't remember him this productive offensively as he is now. 
And I think it's phenomenal seeing how it's working out. They don't have Kelvin Benjamin. Yeah, I think I was I think I was saying something about that last time, but yeah, they did this essentially without their number one receiver. Right. Just wait till that kid's back next year. We, I really like that dude. I'm I'm glad we got Sammy, but he might have been my second choice. Truthfully, the Bills traded up at the worst time. Just, but you know, just, it was just because I, I, I heard I heard a little bit more about him than I did about Odell Beckham. I had seen him play a couple of times, and like that that's probably why. But oof, kid is nice. I I hope he has a a good recovery. It's nice to see these receivers popping up, yeah. who, who are making big plays and you know Tyrod to Sammy. But coming off that, that game was a blowout. Um, I don't really have anything else to say more besides I felt like Carson Palmer played like a Madden game. Just to f- finish that thought and we'll move on. But I, I admire at, at this stage of the game in his career, he's too smart to do that. He's too smart to play by doing that by 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 focusing on one read and. Where's Larry Fitzgerald? You want to talk targets? Get the ball in that guy's hands. That said, he had a couple drops. Yep. You know, there's... He had three drops. I mean, hmm. But, I mean, you can't turn the ball over six times in a championship game. You can't. Sorry. Every time it happened, I'm like, unreal. Carson Palmer got maddened. That's but, what happened. I mean... I can't believe... I can't believe it, man. I cannot believe it. How bad... That went for Carson Palmer. And I was pulling for Carson Palmer. And the only reason, and Larry Fitz. Why? Because Carson Palmer's up there, and we're going to see Cam Newton in the Super Bowl again. And don't forget, you like the Carolina Panthers? We here at Numbills Fan Podcast, numbillsfan.com. We believe in continuity. Team continuity. Yay. Anyways. Remember when EJ beat the Panthers? Yeah. The- Everybody that, forgets that about corner, that pass interference that corner, call that they got lucky on. That that corner that corner of the end zone to Stevie Johnson. I love that. I still watch that sometimes when I get bored. Yeah, I really miss Stevie. Yeah, he's he was a nice guy. And you know, he played hard as shit here and he's not seeing the opportunity here that he had but elsewhere, I mean, frankly. Oof. But I want to know. I want to know what the other I'm coaching staffs think of it. But yeah. anyways, regardless, what do you got next, man? Pro Bowl. Well, yeah the the Carolina Panthers have opened up some Pro Bowl spots for us, as well as uh, you know Upati's not not playing in the Pro Bowl now, so that that opened up a spot for Richie and uh, you know Cam's obviously taking uh, or Tyrod's obviously taking Cam Newton's place. Um, which we haven't had a, a Pro Bowl quarterback, what, since Bledsoe, right? O two? That's crazy. O two. It's a long time. Can you believe that though? Here here we are. We have a quarterback competition. And I said it too. I was like, Yeah, they brought in this kid from Virginia Tech. Broke all Michael Vick's records. And it kinda of makes you raise an eyebrow, but you're like, you know, I've seen this coaching this is my excuse if I didn't pick Tyrod, so wait for it. You see you see this coaching thing all the time. Oh, it's going to be a true three-way competition. 
And of course, people assume you got the fat Matt Castle in there. Oh, he's going to be the starter. And uh, here, I I think I said he was probably a lack at some point or another. No way. I, I didn't know. I said, I what, what what do I know? I said on third and long. What the hell are you doing? It ain't Matt Castle. Is it Tyrod, or is it EJ who has more game experience? Because EJ is working with Frank DeBerg. He's doing all this off-season stuff. He's really Steve working. Steve DeBerg. At, whatever. Steve DeBerg. It, what would you do without me, Dave? Probably have a better show. <laughs> Anyhow. You, you said it. Yeah. EJ didn't pan out, and, and I was pulling for him. You know, I, I found the jersey at Marshall's, the yeah, camo we all one. Were, we all were. Uh, we, salute, we chatted, yeah. I, I gave it to my girl in a picture, and, and he commented on Instagram. I told him I was pulling for him. He replied, at least you got the jersey. Go Bills. You know, it's kind of cool, man. Because he's such a nice dude, you wish him the best. And I still wish, I still hope he improves. Because in the preseason, he looked good. He's, his arm looked better, but for some reason, when the bolts when, when the bolts are alive, you he know. is just as good as a lot of the other second string guys around the league. He's just hot or cold. There's not really a lukewarm with that kid. Right. You know what I mean? It's like Jacksonville. Awful. But then he brings him back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Almost. Almost got it done. And again, I always say this seems like the last five episodes with the CBA. It's like he can only get so many reps. He can only get so many reps. And, man, I'm all about the players having off, but shit. I understand the competitive advantage with the coaches because then the coaches pretty much start demanding that you show up for stuff. That's the problem is coaches overstep their boundaries. But it would be sweet if there was like a waiver where it's like, hey, you know, EJ Manuel says uh, he'll work with someone. You know, because you want to work with the guy you're working with. At the same time, you can't expect mechanics and decision-making and, and all that to change overnight. Think about anything you do. It, you can research as much as you want. If you can't apply it, you can't apply it. That said, Tyrod Taylor comes out of nowhere. Oh, yeah. The most consistent quarterback at camp. Easily in... I mean, and even in the preseason games, the knock was always, hey, he has, I'm going to tap like a, because I'm Italian. The knock on Tyrod Taylor was, after his first preseason game, you know, he he's just a one-read guy in running. What's he do the next game? He doesn't do that as much. Next game, he has another flaw, corrects it. And that's all we're seeing. We're seeing somebody actually progress. And David Lee, the quarterback's coach, had a nice interview in, in the offseason or during training camp, I believe. And come to find out, he was talking with Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor has a photographic memory. So he remembers things on the spot. And that's pretty remarkable where you got a kid where you want to knock his size, you want to knock whatever. Look at Drew Brees. Look at Russell Wilson. The kid is trying hard to be a pocket passer. And I really appreciate that. I was a big Donovan McNabb fan when he, you know, when he was at Syracuse and he came out and played for the Eagles and he got booed by the Eagle fan base. Of course, that's what you do. If you're an Eagles fan, you just freaking boo everybody. And he turned into a pocket passer. And if Tyrod Taylor wants any longevity in this league, he understands that he needs to be able to throw from the pocket and, and, go through his progressions and, and read the defense correctly, which is something Jim Cowie stated, hey, he could use some improvement on that. 
But I think every quarterback. Yeah, I was gonna say that you could apply that to any guy in the league, though. There's always work to be done. Right. There's always work to be done. And, you know, no one's done better work for us since Jim Kelly. Um, so yeah, back back to real quick touch on the Pro Bowl again. Real quick, we got we finally got Eric Wood in there. So good for him. Um, like I said, Richie got in, which. What a year for Richie Incognito. I mean, really, another, just like Tyrod Taylor, another little underdog story here. Right. The, the, and, well, not not so much even an underdog story. This one's like a tale of redemption, which is awesome. I don't know how he didn't get comeback player of the year. Well. Eric Berry got it. I was going to say, Eric Berry beat cancer and returned to football. That's, that's true. Okay. It's pretty remarkable in and of itself. But, I'm not I'm not paid to think. I'm just here to talk into the red thing. Yeah, talk talk about a tale of uh of redemption with with Incognito. You have a guy with a bully scandal, which frankly, I don't want to piss people off. We are I would I don't want to speak for you, but we're pretty progressive minded people. But what but we have empathy. I'm 31. You're 32. We're about six months apart. And what we have is, I, I feel like our generation, if you grade it around 02, say, 01, 02, 03, maybe 04, 05, a little bit of 05. So basically what he's saying, if you're in your late 20s or early 30s. In French or Braille, late 20s, early 30s. And older you know the generation of, hey, toughen up, kid. Get out there. And that's how him and I were raised. His father brought him on job sites with the painters. Right. I had Uncle Ty and Uncle Asshole helping me out. My, you know, their family, their brothers, and they got me into drywall. My neighbors and my good friends, Nick and Andrew, yeah, yeah. we're all like a family. That, that suck it they, up mentality. And, and it, you, you know, know, on the job site. Oh, you don't want to, you don't want to do the high parts? You don't want to get up that ladder? Well... Get up there and get it done so you can get back down here. You know? And it, and if you ever see any videos of uh, Uncle Asshole, hashtag Uncle Asshole, or you check out my Instagram, David, David J. Palermo on Instagram, and you check out my personal Instagram, I'll just post videos of him. And he is just so raw, stone-faced, cold, it's hilarious. I'm trying to get those two to do like a motocross podcast because oh they love motocross. They're just so funny. They're in their 40s. Uncle Asshole is brutal, dude. Pretty much I had Uncle Asshole going, which we can't say now. Retard, what are you doing? Retard, did I tell you to look down there? Oh, my God, what are you doing? Hey, 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 what? Constantly trolling me. Oh, they, Periscope died. They, um, uh, yeah, they they broke you, man. They they broke me, and but Uncle Ty never did anything wrong. He was the noble, greatest human being you'll ever meet. The greatest man I know, frankly. And I mean, it, second to me, I'm sure. I'm pretty awesome. I didn't know you were a man. So oh. so that's how that's how we that's how we grew up. And with this situation of Richie Incognito and bullying, I kind of get it. At the same time, he was the the poster child for that for the NFL. I almost felt like the NFL wanted to look good. Because if he was really that much of a racist or that much of an asshole or that much of a pervert, he wouldn't be in the NFL. He wouldn't have any black friends. He would not 
you know what I mean? It's no. What it was, I think, and I could be totally wrong, and this is what I'm hoping. And I'm not trying to dismiss the sexual harassment. I think Richie Incognito is is a ball buster. I don't know him personally. He's probably just a ball buster. And but an old school ball buster. Right. But frankly, I, I kind of feel in certain aspects, America's gotten soft. Which makes no sense because you'll have your kids playing like modern warfare, cutting heads off and doing whatever the oh, hell. I but know, like, I know. but God forbid your kid gets bullied and he punches him in the face. I'm not a parent. I'm a parent. But that is a big reason people get into mixed martial arts or martial arts in general is because they've been bullied. Right. And it looked like the NFL wanted to pin this on something. Somehow these text messages got leaked. I don't know how. And Richie Incognito looks like the fall guy. And oh, by the way, he went to the Pro Bowl the year before that. That season where he was pretty much cut, waved, or whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. suspended from the league indefinitely. And it's really unfortunate because he came back in the league at 32 years old. That's the the apex of his career, you would think. And guess right. what? He's back. As an alternate, yes, but he's back, and that's great. The, find, find a better guard in the league. Because, of course, we know right at the top of our head. Like, yeah. There's only a couple. I, you potty. I like that guy. I, Greg, I, Greg Roman coached you potty. And Greg Roman said on, uh, a John, on an interview with John Murphy, he said, you know, this offensive line, we're, we're, we're doing things that other teams around the league are not doing. And Richie Incognito loves to pull. Yeah. He, you know what I mean? Pull by meaning, you know, pitches, screens, and, get you know, power run game. You don't want that monster coming after you. Nope. And no, it, I do not. It's unfortunate the way things worked out, but as a Bills fan, we're very fortunate how it worked out. And I and I hope that they sign him for a few more years. And guess what? Last year, Eric Wood's season was pretty downhill. But what did we lack? We lacked guards. Now Eric Wood, what, eight years on the team? Now he's in. Now he's in the Pro Bowl. And you could say alternate, whatever the hell. At least they got the votes and the recognition from the players and the coaches and the fans that, oh, you're a top five guy in the league. Right. Or top ten, you should say. You could say. I don't know how deep the rosters go. Figure alternates. But, I mean, that, with with the line, either side of the ball, offense, defense, either way, your line, it's, it's you know, to use the old, old cliched adage, Chain's only as strong as its weakest link. It really sometimes does come down to who's playing next to you. Because, I mean, how about this? Last year we had three defensive linemen on the Pro Bowl, and you can say whatever you want about Mario Williams' season this year. It wasn't good. Kyle Williams missed, missed, you know, the back end of the season. And Marcel Darius isn't in the Pro Bowl. Sometimes it's all about what you got next to you. And Working you're telling, and, and you know what? We're all laughing because the, the 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 narrative is, which is really true. It is a it is a passing league, I guess. I I just 
I'm always against the green. If somebody tells me black, I'm gonna find a way to say it's white. You know, and right, and and, and it's like when yeah, people no, say it's a really, passing league, I'm always against the green. You're always a contentious little prick. <laughs> I know. I mean that in the nicest way possible too. Keep it up. I'll come hump your face. Put my balls in your face. Good job. Uh, Just like Von Miller and Tom Brady. We don't know that that was Von Miller. It was anonymous, but I think it. I think it was. I hope it was. What the hell was I just saying, man? I mean, he was the one who was. You just trolled me to to shut up somehow. Ooh. Look, I'm a. You I'm, go against the grain. That's I, I, what I, I, that that's what you're getting at. I called you a contentious prick. You said you were gonna teabag me. So, sounds okay. like business as usual. Yeah. But fuck. I'll tell you what though. Tell me that the Patriots couldn't use a run game. You know, we'd sit back and we go, oh, you know, the Bills had the number one rush offense. Well, this year it was a good yards per carry. The year they did it under Drink Doug Marone, it wasn't. It was just they had, I believe, the most attempts by a lot, and they were the number one rushing team. And Doug Marone Drink was really happy about it, and it was pathetic. But this time, you look at the team coming together, you got Tyrod Taylor, who's really contributing to that no, run game I, as well. I like I like the point you're making here because it now it's like faith in your running backs, not a lack of faith in your quarterback. Couple that up with a deep threat, a proven biggest the, um, they, 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 the they, biggest deep threat in the league at quarterback, as far as I'm concerned. Stat, the stats when you're when you you're that. watching these other quarterbacks this, during the playoffs, and they're making these deep throws, are are you guys not thinking, you fans, men, women alike? Are you not thinking, man, Tyrod would have made that throw? That's what I think. I think, ah, Tyrod would have made that. But as a Bills fan, we sit here and put him under a microscope, and you think, man, I don't, I really don't know. But I'll tell you what. You have an honest run game. You're building a pass game. Greg Roman threw the book at them, at, at Sammy and Tyrod, and they started doing different things. They looked at, they said in interviews, they looked at that last game like a test. If we move Sammy Watkins around, throw him in the slot, throw him in the middle of the field, short routes, you know, can he do it? Can those two make the the right reads? And they proved that. I would, I would have loved if I had one thing about this year with Tyrod, I would have loved to have seen, just for the, just to shut people up. About and have faith in him. Throw up a few more 300-yard games. Now, he only played 14 games, but he had a 99-point-something quarterback rating. Yeah, 99.4. And that is the highest since Jim Kelly in 1990 for the Bills. Crazy, right? Yeah, I don't... Think I, about that. I don't think he had a 300-yard game. No, he definitely didn't. Yeah. But what people forget is, look at Russell Wilson. Kansas City had 291, though. I mean... Okay. That's that's there. He had you know two seventy seven versus Miami the first time. That's okay. that's right there. You know, a couple other games over two fifty. But so, if you if you add up his rushing yards, to me, he's responsible for over three hundred yards a game, and I think that is sufficient because you are again we're we're talking Cam Newton. You're a true dual threat. I would love like if you look at Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson's a stocky dude. A Tom Brady doll just fell over. Oh, it was, it's the ghost. It's the ghost. 
Oh, he just fell over again. I don't know what's going on with this, but I, I feel having a good run game with Tyrod Taylor, Incognito, Wood. Hopefully they get Glenn re-signed. I'm not sure what's going to happen in the draft with right tackle. We got some people coming up, guess-wise, to go over. I would like to have, frankly, uh, before free agency player personnel podcast, then an after free agency. That's probably right off the bat. And then going into the draft, because then another one going into the draft, and then after the draft. Because if you do a four- if you do four quarters like that, it's, here's here's the concept. What do they need now? Who just got released? Or or who's going to get released? Who's projected? So, you know, you got Mario Williams, et cetera, et cetera. Phase two. Yeah, no, phase one is who's getting re-signed, who's on their way out. Phase two is who's who's floating around now, who got released, who can we bring in. Phase three is what's going on, what's going on with the draft. Phase four is... All right, we got him. Here's our draft class. Yeah, we're gonna have a lot. Boom. We're gonna have a lot of information a couple days before free agency starts, and stuff starts leaking. And I can't, I can't wait to see what happens. And lastly, just a little bit of news. Um, the Bills did hire a full-time female assistant. Oh yeah, Catherine Smith is now a special teams quality control coach, and. I like I like it. Progressive move. Nice job. Seriously, and now you know she she was already in the building. She was an administrative assistant last year, and she worked she worked with the Jets. You know, since '03, she started she she started interning back in '03, um, as a special events person coordinator person. Um, a couple years later, got into the scouting department. Then got into player personnel, and then eventually administrative assistant Rex's last year. Followed him here, did the same role with the Bills, and now is a full time a full time coach. You know, which is really cool. You know, this this past preseason or training camp rather, you know that you had Jennifer Wel- Welter over in uh, Arizona coaching coaching linebackers, but you know it was it was training camp, but it was still it was still groundbreaking. But we got. We got a full-time female coach on our sidelines on game day. It's a thing. What's amazing about it is how much of a shocker this is to people. Kim Pagula said it. I don't know why it's a big deal. Right. And really, to me, and and Adam, I'll speak for him too, Like we're on the same page with this stuff. If this is an issue, you got to get your head checked. If this is an issue, you got to get your head checked. And the one thing I hate the most are guys like the the radio guy out in Cleveland. Yeah. You know, if you yeah, heard he, heard those comments, he was uh, kind of shitting on this. He was he was blatantly shitting. And, on and this. you know what's funny is you know they have not played. She has not played the game. She has. Listen, dickhole, have you played the game? Because I haven't played the game. I don't know fucking shit. But guess what? I wonder if she plays why Madden. Do you, why do you get to be a chicken hawk, pretty much? You know, like, chicken hawk is the guy that is all for the war but is never gone. Why do you get to do that on the radio when odds are you might have been that, that kid in the class that was bullied, picked on, 
whatever it is. You you could have been also the jock. You could have been the all star. But like I said, check you didn't play. You didn't. You, you're not out there well, in the did. trenches. Maybe you but did. But you're not in the NFL right now. You're not on a roster. You're not on the sideline. You're not. If you're if you're there, you're in the stands. I feel that sometimes. Frankly. I feel that sometimes people just get jealous that a female got an opportunity over them. And it's unfortunate. You know what? About it's about effing time. I'm not. I'm gonna try to keep the French to a minimum. But who fucking cares? Swear. Yeah. This is real fucking life, okay? And this is something I'm very sensitive about it. And you, you know, know there, we we do have one listener. Uh, I went to high school with Greg Morsh, and him and I were on the wrestling team together. And back in like 2000 and 2000 or 2001, I was like a sophomore or junior. This girl came out for the wrestling team, and I had a wrestle-off. If you don't want to know what a wrestle-off is, it means that somebody's challenging you for your spot. I sucked. I absolutely sucked. I didn't have to work out there. I was always picking my nose or something, you know, and and I didn't even, like, do drugs or drink or do anything in high school, you know. It's just kind of... Whatever. I I didn't know what work ethic was in that. You know, eventually I learned it too late, but I had a wrestle off with this with this female. And and all the kudos in her to have the courage to to join the wrestling team and and last I checked, everything was good and hunky dory. We weren't like, "Oh man, that's that's the girl." Now one thing did happen where did she pin, I, I came, did she pin you? No. Funny story though. Does she ta- does she make you tap? So we get the I know I, I I don't see you winning this. I don't know why. I wasn't there. I wish we were periscoping just so I could strangle the shit out of you right now. The way she strangled the shit out of you that day. Okay, okay. Did you win? Listen. I come out of the room after it's all over. The head coach goes to the other coach. How did Palermo do? The other coach uh, gives it kind of like, mm, you know, closed lips, eh, head tilt to the side, not not good, not good, not good. Dave and and the coach is like white face, like whoa, really? But the thing is, is I sucked so much, like I wouldn't be shocked. I, I would have got myself sta- caught in a stupid situation. I wouldn't be shocked if I lost that. No way, I was dumb. I'd always leave something out there for somebody to grab onto and just get crushed. Because I'm just not really uh, that coordinated, I guess. I, I, like, my hips are not good for, for wrestling. Let's just put it that way. My hips are my hips suck. They might be better now than I've been doing hockey, but they suck. Regardless. Oh, yeah, there's, a, there's a girl on your hockey team that's better than you. That's true. She's good. She, actually, I think she's playing tonight. Oh, yeah. wait. Yeah, yeah. The, the RIT coach, Lisa Marshall. Hi, Lisa. I'm sure you're listening. Yeah. But, um, yeah, she coaches for RIT. She's awesome. Yeah, yeah, she's, she's But regardless, yeah, that was like the typical joke of, no, you know, I pinned her in 19 seconds. I'm pretty damn proud of it. Not because she's a female, but because I didn't lose. And I can't imagine if I lost how bad that, like, people would have tried to make me feel. And I don't think I would have been beat up over it. I frankly don't give a shit. I think women are, I don't know how the hell my girlfriend deals with me. Because I'm out of my fucking mind. Let's be real. I don't know how she deals with you. Either. I'm a multitasker to the max. I get, you know, and, and it's like, I don't think it's a big deal that this lady is in here. 
she could probably do a hell of a better job. And if you're that ignorant where you think it's a deal, I I don't want to go back in your little cave. It's it's awful. I don't want to poo poo on uh, you know, Mike Hamlin or whatever his name was, Michael Hamlin, the guy whose job she's taking over, but. I don't think we could have had more penalties on on special teams. So Rex Ryan raves about her. She was a personal assistant to him on the Jets for a long time. And it was just a proper promotion. Now, am I going to doubt that Rex Ryan and the Bills are not cutely clever? Because they are. Guess what? We're talking about the Bills. The Bills aren't in the playoffs. The national media is talking about the Buffalo Bills right now. Oh, yeah. I mean, between this and the Rob Ryan thing and there's so much going on. I can't I can't believe it. And, and really, again, kudos to the Bills for hiring Catherine Smith. It's about damn time. And frankly, if I can learn from a man or a female or anybody and I can get better at my job, I don't care. Now, is there something there to she hasn't been in the trenches? She hasn't whatever. Yes, there is. There really is. And players say it all the time, oh, you know, I really really liked having Tyrone Wheatley coach us at running back because he played in the league. He understood. I'm, I'm going to throw it out there, you know. She came in as an intern. Fourteen years later, she is on the sideline. I've never done the same job for that long. I've never worked for, you know, she's this is her second team, but she, you know, she spent, what, 13 years with the Jets? I've never worked at one place for that long. You know why? Because if I screw up, I get fired. She must whatever whatever they put in front of her, which has been a few different roles now, she's excelled at. I like I male, female, I don't give a shit. You know, we were talking about supporting the underdog. I like I like the story of working your way up. Love it. Love it. And and how do you not how do you not root for that? I come on, get get with it. So I mean, and and you know, it is. It, it's a thing that's never been done by a woman before, and my hats off to her for, for working her way through in a place where she probably didn't always fit in. Yep, and the players respect her. They all seem to like her. Obviously, you know. And they, in a wrestling they, they, match, I'm confident she could pin you. I suck at wrestling, man. I wanted to win so bad. I just so sucked. Greg was actually pretty good. He was like that dude you couldn't pin. He just squirmed everywhere. And if you don't know who Greg is, just listen to WGR. He's usually the first caller whenever Sale is on on Sports Talk Saturdays if it's about the Bills. And I'll call every Buffalo show. He's usually the Greg from Rochester, one of the best callers you'll have. I should actually get him on this and just shut up. Yeah, I think he lives in Chile up the, around the corner. We're in Rochester if you don't know. We're brought to you by NumbillsFan.com. Please check us out on Twitter. NumbillsFan is me. Oh, and I'm NumbillsAdamD. Again, Bills, thank you, Kim and Terry, for being progressive. I don't think it's a big deal. I'm sure she'll do just fine. Really, that's awesome. And, um, and I mean, the other thing here... It's a special teams quality control coaching position. Once once the season starts, you're probably not going to give it a second thought. I don't think there's that many people give. I I I didn't. I, I didn't. I just hope there's not many people giving it a second thought. I'm I'm just going to throw it out there that this is the first time I have known the name 
of our special teams quality control coach. That's true. I'll give you I that. did not know who Michael Hamlin was. The only reason I know his name is because it's in the Wikipedia entry chronicling Catherine Smith's hire. Not for nothing. I am actually shocked, and I think other people are shocked too, that Danny Crossman still has a job. Mm, on the bills. Interesting point. You know what I mean? It, it, think what about if, that. What if next year that's Catherine Smith's job? That's kind Get of it, what, girl. what I was thinking. Get it, girl. Go for it. Sky's the limit. Catherine, good luck. We're out of here. I'm Dave Palermo. David Palermo. I'm Adam Deacon. My friends call me Deacon. Follow uh-huh. us on Twitter. Check out our YouTube. Everything's at numbillsfan.com. You can't miss it. We will have some guests coming out coming up too. Oh yeah, who we got lined up? We got this guy Joe Lozito. He's oh, got a book out. The uh, author you were telling me about, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's called The New York Subway Hero: My Battle with Evil and a Spree Killer. And essentially, this guy stops somebody on a subway train from murdering him. Yeah, and he the, yeah, the he, guy he, he stopped killed, already. I, I believe three or four other people already. It was like. A whole crazy thing. I I haven't read it yet, but I look forward to doing so. You were telling me about it. It sounded really cool. Yeah, and why not? I mean, we got off season coming up, so we'll keep it interesting. Bills talk, and it's cool having a Bills fan in New York City. You have your choice. You're picking the litter from drivable teams, and that's that's yeah, nice. Uh, yeah, I guess uh, he's a Bills fan, apparently, right? Is yeah, it? Bills Mafia on Twitter. He, uh, he's uh, on yeah. there. So I'm... follow Joel Zito as well. Also, um, we are actually going to do supposedly a swap back and forth with with another podcast called building the herd and just trying to link that up one guy is actually from rochester i know of i don't know about the other guy um but please check them out yeah they do a really nice podcast yeah it should be good and also don't forget first and 12.com oh yeah the uh, jim kelly event we we had we had our buddy Allen on a couple weeks ago talking about that yeah if you haven't checked that podcast out please go back check it out you might have to go you're going to have to go to numbillsfan.podbean.com to get back episodes, which usually you put the current ones on, but we're going to have that solution we're, Yeah, we're, we're, soon. we're working on that. It's under with construction. Our, with our uh, web development team. Great guys down there in web development. Oh, f- very great. They're almost as good as our research, and de- our research guys, R&D. Yeah, yeah they're, they're I mean, almost we, as good as a stat guy. Yeah, we got we got a ton of really great people working under us. We couldn't do this without our whole team. Our public relations guy, Mike Sawyer. Um, we have public relations. But with Mike Sawyer, I yeah. love Mike Sawyer. <laughs> oh boy! That. Anyways, we're that we're sounded out. filthy. That was that was X-rated, Dave. That was so obvious. All right, we're out of here. Take care. Numbillsfan.com. I am Numbillsfan on Twitter. Numbills Adam D on Twitter. And yo, follow me on Instagram. Set a freaking game up here, David J Palermo. P-A-L-E-R-M-O. And he if wants you're, to play Madden. And if you're Italian and you know Palermo's, I don't know him, so don't ask me now that you know my real name. And if you want to play Madden, find me on PS4, new space York, space HXC, because I'm so hardcore, bro. Peace.